from round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Paplo for breakfast. Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to the Paplo for Breakfast podcast. Coming up on this week's edition of the podcast, uh, we're going to be chatting all things cereal. Yes, what is the number one cereal in Australia? We'll get all that entertainment news with Jaden Forster, chat social media, and there was a bit of a rap battle between Karatha and Headland. <laughs> Can't wait to share that with you. But first, let's get all our social media news. It is, of course, Meg Coffee. Good morning, Pablo. <laughs> I tell you what, stats have just come out when it comes to our social media use. Now, this all came out yesterday and it sort of reflects our daily time spent online with our devices. Uh, what were your main takeaways from this one? Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago when I chatted to you, we talked about the global statistics, yeah, right? And yep. now, now we have our Australia-specific ones. So we have learned how bad of an addict all of us Australians are. <laughs> and it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. We're spending like six hours a day on the internet. It's a lot of time. And that's like, that's just, look, I spend six hours a day on the internet. It's my job. What mm-hmm. are the rest of you guys doing? But the sad bit is, it's like an hour and 51 minutes alone just on social media. Yeah, it, it's quite a lot, isn't it? I was just, uh, as we were sort of talking about it, I pulled up my screen time to sort of see what I am. It's not great, but overall, I'm I'm not, I feel like I'm doing okay. Three hours average per day. Okay. Uh, But you're trying to be a TikTok star these days. (laughs) Three hours average uh, per day uh, and about seven hours. So about an hour a day of that is social media. Yeah. So it's an hour of basically time wasted. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I think, you know, if you're doing it and the way that I used to look at it was when I was on Twitter all the time for me, I was scrolling, but I was also reading headlines. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel as bad about it because I felt like I was learning. Yeah, educating you know, yourself. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, TikTok is the number one platform for Australians. That's the one that we are spending the majority of our time on. So of that, whatever hour, almost two hours a day that we're on, on social, Majority of that time is spent on TikTok. What I find when I'm on TikTok is I'm not learning. I'm just being entertained. Mm. And that's when I don't feel like the time is useful, right? Yeah. That's just a personal thing because I feel like it's a wasted time of of just wasted time. Nothing's, nothing positive has come out of that. At least when I was scrolling and reading headlines, I was being educated. In my own brain, at least. <laughs> and this is also interesting because... Like, I'm only looking at screen time on my phone, but I watch probably an hour of YouTube every day when I get home from work. So you add that into the mix, it's not too good. It's not too good. We all have multiple screens and multiple devices that we kind of flick through. And if we probably added it all up, it's probably pretty concerning. Yeah, it is. But the thing, the other stat that was really surprising to me was sort of the ranking of the social media apps mm. and where Australians fell. I mean, no surprise that, yeah, TikTok was was the one that was the, the number one, but it was number two that surprised me. Any any guesses on what our, our second favorite app was going to be? Instagram? No. Okay. Link, not Facebook. LinkedIn. Oh, Facebook, of course, yeah. 
Facebook. I was shocked. I really thought it would be Instagram. I didn't think that Facebook still had the hold that it did. But yep, no, Australians love Facebook. Facebook Marketplace, my friend. That's where we all are. (laughs) Trading out things from the shed. (laughs) Now, something that wasn't in the uh, top three is threads, but uh, Meta is making a big push towards threads at the moment. We've seen the crossover on Instagram. They're now doing it on Facebook. Yeah, so you know they've got they've got to make threads work. Um, I'm all in on threads. You called me the queen of threads. <laughs> um, and so what they their latest little gimmick and push and and try to do is that you can now cross post. So you can now um, it's a limited test. It's for you know only a few users only. Um, but you can now when you make a post on Facebook, you can now say I want this post to appear on my Threads account as well. Mm. So, you know, we, we're very common, you know, we're familiar with this this um, option in Instagram. When you go and you make your Instagram post, you can say, do I want my Instagram post to appear on Facebook? It's the same philosophy. Do I want my Facebook post to appear on threads? You know, it's the meta universe. They're trying to get us to use all of their apps and, and have our content appear everywhere. Um, they've got billions of users. They, they want us in their ecosystem and they want our content everywhere. Now, speaking of content, OpenAI has launched something to, is it to help you make videos? What is it? Oh, it's scary is what it is. Okay. Sora is the latest thing that's come out. It's been out for about a couple of days, maybe a week, maybe we're on a week. And that's what I think is so frightening about it is the quality of these videos that exist on an app that is just days old. So OpenAI, ChatGPT, right? We know them. OpenAI is the parent company. They have created this new thing called Sora, S-O-R-A. And what it does is it creates videos from a text prompt. So all you got to do is put in a couple words like cat wakes up grumpy owner. Oh, wow. And the next thing you know, you have a cat, an orange tabby cat, tapping a, an owner on the head and the owner's moving it it, it is it is wild um there's a there's about four or five videos that were released sort of with the launch the cat was one of them there was some dogs playing in snow there was a couple walking through cherry blossoms in japan um they're they're wild and uh, oh the grandma the nana making gnocchi that was the other one um with the disappearing spoon so you, you might have seen a couple of these videos on the internet sort of flowing um you know the nana's hands disappear the spoon disappears these videos you know, the cat has five legs they're not perfect yet but the fact that they're so realistic on day one is is mind-blowing and it it's frightening from a media literacy point of view because oh my god we can't trust anything we see on the internet yeah. now yeah, that's the takeaway, right? What is real? What is left to be real? Uh, and yeah. everything basically uh, can be questioned, which is a scary, scary world to live in. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. I was talking to the to the, my team about this this week, and you know, one of the boys that's the video editor, and I was like, "What do you especially think about this?" And he's like, "Oh, it doesn't bother me at all. Look at the videos. There's no soul in them." Mm. And he's right. There isn't. The, the, they might be videos of humans. There's no soul to them. There's no human to them. Um, so sure, these videos might be able to do a quick content. You might be able to use them for storyboarding. You know, it's a it's a cheap, easy, quick way, but it's not a good way mm. to create content. Now, what is the number one cereal in Australia? We spoke all things breakfast. 
with Tony Eads from Salt Stone. Now, before we jump into it, uh, we were chatting during the songs, breakfast, breakfast routines. I've actually made this my question of the day. What do people have as far as cereals uh, for yourself? Because we are going to be talking about Kellogg's, who are reigning supreme after 100 years. What's your uh, cereal of choice? Well, my go-to, Pablo, is Sortana brand. Mm. So, um, yeah, no, I've just sort of got onto that over the last year or so because it's got that sweetness of the Sortana and then the goodness of the brand. So it's a bit of a healthy choice, I think, and uh, pretty easy to throw in without having to cook anything. <laughs> well, it's crazy to, to think about this. A hundred years Kellogg's has been kicking around in Australia. Well, that's right. They started actually in a small building back in Sydney in 1924. And, um, you know, the iconic brand's been going now for, as you say, for 100 years, now producing 42 million kilograms of cereal every year. Now, I know you, you said to me before, you don't have the cereal in the morning anymore. It's just your banana and coffee. But uh, there's 42 million kilograms of this cereal going out every year across Australia. <laughs> My daughter's eating a fair bit of it, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, what are sort of the, the most famous ones uh because it, it's interesting because Kellogg's has sort of reigned supreme but others have kind of lost their way a little bit well it, what it is and that's what I kind of thought we'd uh, have a chat about today because obviously what is the secret we hear about yeah. so many brands losing the way but um just you know looking it up I mean they've, they've been part of us I think growing up in Australia and that's part of I think why we you know, kind of stick with these brands. Um, Cornelius, that's that uh, little cornflakes rooster <laughs> that you see on the side. I mean, that's so well known as a brand. That's first appeared back on boxes in 1960. A couple of years later, they brought out Cocoa Pops, which is uh, obviously one of their other um, bylines. And they had this, um, obviously, little uh, tagline, just like a chocolate milkshake, only crunchy. You know, mm. that's embedded in our minds. That was on TV from 62. And then they've diversified, which a lot of brands don't do, 1980. They started doing the Nutrigrain Iron Man and Iron Woman partnership, which has lasted something like 44 years now and formed that uh, kind of allegiance with the surf sporting community. So I think it's that. It's diversification and just being part of our everyday routine. I mean, I loved Nutrigrain as a kid, and that was always my argument for why I should have it in the household to my parents. I'm like, look, the Iron Men use it. I need it, Dad, to play basketball. <laughs> That's right. Did you look like an Iron Man? <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> Far from it. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Kellogg's Australia invests in uh, Australian farming as well because mm. how do they churn out so many kilos of cereal? <laughs> well, that's it. Well, that's it. Again, the same thing. They're, they're bringing it back into the Australian farming community. They purchase today almost 7,000 tonnes of Australian wow. corn every year to make up those bowls that, uh, that we all have. But uh, interesting enough, I was having a look at what the most popular breakfast cereals are because you think, well, Kellogg's have been around for 100 years, so surely they're, they're in the top three. Well, number three is actually Uncle Toby's Oats, right? If uh, a lot of people like that warm and comforting breakfast, mm -hmm. probably not on the West Coast, though, and it's 40-odd degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, elsewhere, like here in the Blue Mountains, it's nice. Uh, number two is actually Kellogg's uh, Nutrigrain, mm -hmm. you know, uh, your favourite. And number one, I think you said your daughter loves, is uh, Wheat Bix um, as the true Aussie icon, the, the best-selling, if you like, or most popular breakfast cereal across Australia. That surprises me. I actually cannot believe it's, uh, it's Wheat Bix. I guess maybe as well because they have uh, diversified the offerings a little bit. I think there's about three or four different types of Wheat Bix you can get now, and that's probably really helped. 
Yeah, yeah, and I used to be I used to be a Weet-Bix fan until I found that Sultana brand. But uh, it's interesting, though. Our top three at least are healthy choices in a way. But uh, I had a look across the uh, across to the US, and their largest selling cereal brand uh, is Cheerios, which right. <laughs> isn't so good. 150 million boxes of that sold just last year. Wow. So how does Kellogg's <laughs> stay relevant and stay competitive? Because this is a pretty crowded marketplace, right? You walk. I think the supermarket's got a whole aisle of cereal well it is and you know it kind of goes back to just the fact that they've just been around and 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 as i say sort of changed through the times i mean there's so many other brands that we've lost like i think we've talked about this on earlier shows like um you know well-known brands like starbucks lollies fantails we talked about that only mm. last year Saturday Music, Toys R Us, and, and even Tupperware. Like, Tupperware is an interesting one because they didn't move with the times. You know, they, they still relied on party sales model, you know, where you get people together to sell the product. And obviously that doesn't happen as much now. I mean, I, you know, you've not been invited to a Tupperware party for a long time. Um, but even, even some of our iconic brands like Foster's and Vegemite, um, Coddy's, and, and also you know, the iconic, dare I say, aeroplane jelly that's been around since the 1920s are all now owned by um, other companies outside mm. of Australia. So even though those brands still exist, you know, we haven't lost them yet. They're, they're not actually owned um, right here in Australia. So what is Australia's 100% Australian-owned brand? What is the most iconic one, you think? Well, I, ch I challenge you to do a Google search of this because it, it, it took a little while, right? Because it, you sort of dig deeper and it says, oh, you know, Aussie made, 100, you know, owned in Australia, built in Australia. Then you get to the small print and it's uh, been bought out by some foreign <laughs> entity. But the Akubra hat ah. is still one of ours, uh, continuously owned by five generations. And now, of course, just last year, yeah. purchased by the Australian mining magnate Andrew Forrest and his family. So uh, that's still 100% owned here in Australia. And finally, let's hear from our showbiz man, entertainment reporter, Jaden Forster. Today we start with a story that uh, erupted thick and fast online yesterday following the BAFTAs. These are the uh, British Film Awards that were playing out yesterday, specifically in this instance surrounding their In Memoriam package, uh, which actually excluded Friends star Matthew Perry. And people were quite shocked and surprised and naturally they took to social media to express their outrage, which is understandable, but I think in this particular situation, slightly misguided normally I'm sort of the first person that's lining up with the torch and the pitchforks to sort of crucify these idiots when they do this sort of thing but this time I'm actually going to defend them and, and their decision because the reason why they've excluded him is because these were actually the BAFTA Film Awards not the BAFTA TV Awards mm. obviously most people see Matthew's presence as being TV oriented because of Friends, he did a couple of movies of course but most Mostly TV, and he wasn't British as well. If it was in America, he probably would have been included regardless. So, but that's the reason why he wasn't actually included in this package. And to justify it all, they are saying that they're going to pay tribute to him in the TV awards when they roll around in just another couple of months. So it's not like they've just gone and snubbed him and now they're in damage control or anything like that. There is a plan. However, I do think you probably could have included him yesterday and TV when that comes around in a couple of months, but they didn't do that. Mm. Uh, now, there's another former footballer joining Ben Cousins on Dancing with the Stars. Who is it? 
It's uh, the former Hawthorne legend and uh, footy show favourite, Shane Crawford. Uh, so he is the one who will be taking to the dance floor to battle it out against Ben Cousins and a range of other stars that were announced yesterday. Obviously, Shane, he's, he's done the footy show reviews before on the grand final footy show, so he can move around quite a bit. It'll be interesting to see how he goes in the competition. Of course, ballroom dancing is a little bit different to the things that they used to do back in the day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, battling it out against the likes of Ben Cousins, there's some other interesting names in there as well, including the Commando on SAS Australia okay. and Middleton, uh, the Better Homes and Gardens builder Adam Doval, Nadia Bartel, and uh, the former Olympian Nova Paris. So some interesting names in there. They're filming at the moment, or at least about to go into production, and then it'll hit our screens on Channel 7 sometime in the next couple of months. Now, Paul McCartney, he's been reunited with a missing guitar. Ah, uh, indeed. Uh, this is a fantastic story. A great outcome over the weekend. 51 years after the bass guitar that he used on many of Beatles' songs uh, was swiped from the back of a van over in West London. It has since been found, found in a family's attic in Sussex. It was actually sold back in the day from the person who stole it to a publican for a few shillings and a bit of free beer. It stayed there within his family all these years later until it was just discovered last week ironically just up the road from where it was actually taken in the first place so it's kind of been under their noses the whole time and they didn't even know it <laughs> amazing uh now just got to ask you before i let you go we've been talking about cereal this morning are you a cereal Ooh. man and if so what's your go-to cereal of choice I will have it on occasion. I'm more of a porridge person and a okay. toast person myself. However, if I do have cereal, uh, it used to be cornflakes, uh, yep. but now I've switched over to the Isostain brand. Um, I'm not entirely sure who makes that off the top of my head. It might be Kellogg's. Okay. But anyway, it's it's the Isostain one is the one that I go to now anyway. Mm, I have never heard of that one, so I'll have to uh, check it out. Wheat Bix is the number one cereal around Australia. If you didn't know. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah and if you want to be an Iron Man, get some Nutri-Grain in you. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, that does it for the Pablo for Breakfast podcast. Of course, follow along behind the scenes, Pablo for Breakfast Facebook. You can check out the group. And, of course, join me on all the socials, Pablo underscore underscore Miller. You'll find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Monday from 6. From round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Pablo for breakfast. Get the boy.